Hello, welcome to or welcome back to Change and You. I am Catherine Alonso and I am super pumped that you are here. Thank you so much for joining. I am just so incredibly humbled by all of your support, everything that everybody I've heard from with feedback on the first season. In our first season of Change and You, this of which, by the way, is the last episode, has focused entirely on the obstacles to change. And really, my goal is to equip you all and honestly, to equip myself with a set of tools that I can reach for when I am just feeling so stuck. So we've looked at some of the biggest obstacles to making change, including stress, burnout, overwhelm, and really started to think about, okay, what can we do? What action can we take to overcome these barriers? Because we all experience them in different ways on our teams and in our work on a frequent basis. And I really hope that you have taken some things away that you can utilize in your day-to-day work. What I wanted to do for this final episode of the first season is to reflect back on my big five takeaways because I have learned so much. And when I was thinking about what are the big lessons I've taken away from these conversations with experts in their field, I wanted to share them with you. So that's what we're going to do today. And before I jump into my first lesson, I really want to take a moment to thank every single guest that took a risk on this brand new podcast and joined me and took time out of their schedule to share their expertise on their hard-earned insight on each of their um, respective areas of the thing that they know about. And I'm so, so very, very grateful to them. So thank you, each and every one of you. And I look forward to staying in touch with each of you and, and learning more about your work over time. So without any further ado, here are my personal five biggest lessons that I have taken from season one of Changing You, which is all about how to overcome obstacles to change. So our first lesson, number one, is that language really matters. Words are important. We heard this from Jean-Paul, Jean-Paul Seslak, who joined me in episode eight to talk about um, understanding your mind and spiritual connection. And he really, he shared, he, he was born in France and moved here, um, as a young boy. And he really talked about how learning the language, because he came here not speaking English and learning language really opened up an entire world. And I certainly have had that experience the way I know Jean-Paul is that he is my uh, Spanish teacher. And certainly learning Spanish over the last few years has just opened up an entire world for me. And what I loved about what Jean-Paul shared is this idea that language matters is quite figurative, but Jean-Paul meant it really quite literally, that being able to understand language is really, really important. We also heard it from Rebecca Guinap, who joined me in episode five, talking about anti-racist parenting and how to overcome injustice overwhelm. And she shared um, that, you know, when you're teaching young kids the concept of racism and anti-racism, that the language that we use is really important. And one of the things that she shared that I think will stick with me forever is she said something that she had used with her child and and in her coaching with other parents is we say we don't yuck other people's yums. So she shared that oftentimes uh 
kids in school, if a different kid brings in food that might be unfamiliar to them and maybe they think it's stinky or they think it's smelly, that they will say like, oh, gross. And this can be a way for kids to otherize people from different cultural backgrounds. And this phrase, you know, we don't yuck other people's yums, really brings home this idea that language really matters. First of all, because if you're using negative words about a certain food or a different cultural symbol that is important to somebody else, it matters in that way. But also having language to be able to communicate in a way that we need to, and that reaches people the way that we the way that we need to. So you might communicate differently with a child about racism than you would with an adult. And having that language opens up opportunities and opens up lessons. We also heard it from Constance Scharf, who joined me for episode two to talk about the the importance of narrative and stories and the stories we tell ourselves. And she had just some incredible insight about how much the stories we tell ourselves shape our entire reality. And then it's something that I talked about in the very first episode, co-hosted myself and my little brother, not so little anymore, but younger than me. And we uh, talked about how I was very intentional in choosing the language that I use in describing this podcast and in my work. And as I was starting to put together the content for the first season, other people had shared that sometimes when they saw my social media posts that that they found it inspiring. And I was resistant to that word that I was inspirational because it feels like kind of arrogant, to be honest, and kind of a lofty goal. And then I came to realize that sharing inspiration with other people doesn't, it's, it's not arrogant. It doesn't say make say anything special about me. It's really about, can I provide food for thought for the people listening? And he also shared about how important language is to him when he's coaching his college women's soccer team and how he is very intentional about word choice. So it threaded through just every single conversation in one way or another that the language that we use when it comes to overcoming obstacles is so incredibly important. Language can create barriers, but language can also help us overcome barriers. So when you are feeling stuck, think about how you're talking to yourself, the story you're telling yourself, the words you're choosing, and can you make a shift there? And will it open up some greater possibility? So that was the lesson number one, is language really matters. Lesson number two that I took away from this season is that the general advice you receive is generally true. And this really, this point really landed for me as I had these conversations with a lot of different people is that I heard things from the experts that joined the show that I have heard before. The advice itself wasn't knew it actually reinforced something that you hear repeatedly. So a couple of examples might be Dr. Luke Reinhardt joined me for um, episode six, and he was really talking about the stress response and what stress is and the different uh, aspects of our nervous system and how they respond to stress and really explaining the science behind it. And then talking about how chiropractic practice is opening up all kinds of new ways to explore wellness and stress and stress response. 
And this idea of stress and the fight or flight mechanism, and I, I'm very familiar with those concepts, but taking something that you have heard many, many times and turning it into advice that actually sticks for you. And put another way, I guess, is taking very valid advice that you've heard multiple times and figuring out how to apply it to your life is something that takes time. And so my conversation with Dr. Luke Reinhardt really framed this for me. Like I have heard many, many a time about the body stress response and the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous systems and fight fight or flight. But being able to figure out the application of that lesson to me and my life in what works for my specific circumstances takes time and effort and trial and error. And Dr. Luke Hart, Dr. Luke Reinhardt offered up some ways of thinking about stress and stress response and stress management that I had never thought about before. So I was like, oh, well, here is a way for me to take this general advice and try a different application of it that might work really, really, really well for me. This also remind, came up for me when I was interviewing Shelly Johnson in episode seven. And Shelly and I talked about intrinsic self-worth. And she was really talking about the seeds of goodness that exist in each person. So every single, every single human being has intrinsic value in their life. And they don't have to prove their worth. They sort of are born with natural intrinsic value. And every single person has a unique gift or unique set of gifts that they bring. And that is their own seeds of goodness. This concept, you know, I've heard this concept before, but being able to figure out how to apply that to my life and how to apply that to different challenges that come up in my life and my work at different times, that's an ongoing journey. And then again, it came up when I was talking to Jean-Paul in episode eight about, he was talking about there is no one tool for spirituality that figuring out what spirituality looks like in your life and how it is going to drive your work and make you more effective and improve your quality of everyday living, that is up to you. And figuring out the tools that work for you is a very personal journey and takes a lot of trial and error. So again, my second lesson was that general advice is true. The things you hear over and over and over again tend to be true. Figuring out how to apply those to your life, that actually takes some trial and error and give yourself patience and compassion and kindness while you figure out what that looks like. So lesson number two, general advice is true, but give yourself time to figure out how to apply it to your life. Lesson number three that I took away from this season, and this is a bit of a cheat because I I'm very much pushing my own agenda here because I believed this to be true and made it a core part of the season, which is that core values are an incredible tool for overcoming obstacles. And I put it in my lessons because I believe this to be true. I preach it all of the time that knowing what your core values are, being able to articulate them and then use them as a lens through which to address challenges in life is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly powerful. And then in episodes three and four, Forrest Melton joined me, a good friend of mine and is pursuing his PhD and also works in healthcare. And he 
put so much trust in my hands. And in those two episodes, I did a core values discovery session with him in episode three. And then in episode four, we used those core values to navigate a real challenge that he is doing. And sometimes, you know, I have this whole like core values approach and I use it all the time with my team and I certainly use it all the time in my personal life. But you can maybe sometimes worry that you start to drink your own Kool-Aid. And it was just very powerful for me to be able to walk through this um, activity with Forrest and see how much relief it really gave him in the moment. And it was a reminder for me that core values are far more than just something that you figure out and never think about again, or you write on a post-it or you talk about in job applications. Core values really are a tool that you can use every single day. Anytime you are feeling stuck, look to your core values first. And I would be amiss if I didn't direct you to my website, katherinealonzo.com, where there is a free worksheet that you can download, which will help you um, go through a step-by-step process to identify what your core values are. So if you have never thought about what your core values are, you've never had the opportunity to figure out what they are, or maybe you have kind of a vague idea, but you aren't able to sort of clearly articulate a short list, this worksheet is for you. So go to katherinealonzo.com. Like I said, it's free. It's under the resources section. You can download it and walk through step by step. And it takes some time. It's not something you can do in 10 minutes. You probably want to do it in chunks, um, separated out throughout the, uh, throughout like a, a week or maybe a few weeks and be able to start to think through what your core values are. And in upcoming episodes of Change Your New and future seasons, I'm going to be doing way more work around core values. So stay tuned for that. So episode, uh, lesson number three is core values and are an incredible tr- tool for overcoming obstacles. Lesson number four from this season, this also came up in my conversation with Kim Manager, which was episode nine, where we were talking about imposter syndrome. And so something that was said by Kim in the first episode or in the first recording when I was interviewing her, and I certainly heard her when she said it because I commented on it in the episode, which is the thing about imposter syndrome is it's easy to think that it's just hurting the person who's experiencing the imposter syndrome. And actually what we need to remember is that we are all losing out on somebody's potential because if you're feeling that fear, that anxiety of imposter syndrome, you're not performing at your best. And so therefore we're all losing out when somebody is hurting in that way or somebody is struggling in that way. And I had never really thought about it that way before. And I've had many a conversation about imposter syndrome, um, but there was just something that it just really hit me differently. And then, you know, you, you go, you finish the episode and you go about your day. And so a couple of weeks later, I was re-listening to the episode and it just hit me. That point hit me so much deeper than it had in the podcast interview. And I was reminded that repetition really does create new openings. So if you are feeling stuck, maybe try something you've already tried, which is backwards from what you would usually be advised to do, but try it and let me know how it goes. And then, so that was lesson number four. So lesson number four is that repetition creates new openings. And then my fifth and final takeaway from this very first season of Changing You, all about how to overcome obstacles, comes from episode 12 with Nick Vogue. And that is that when you are feeling stuck, 
that quite often the obstacle to the task becomes the task. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly, highly encourage you to do it. It is all about procrastination and how it impacts us all differently and some tools and trips, tips and tricks to overcome procrastination and really looks at procrastination in a completely different way than I had understood it before. But one of the things that Nick shared is the obstacle to the task becomes the task. And so let me give you an example. So in the episode with him, I talked about how I have been procrastinating on reading a particular book in Spanish and I can't really understand why I'm procrastinating it because it's something that I enjoy doing. And he shared with me that, you know, if you are completely stuck on something and you don't know exactly why, then your task no longer becomes reading the book in Spanish. Your task becomes figuring out what is getting in my way. Why is it that I am stuck and I am not picking up this book, even though it's sitting on my nightstand. And so in conversation with Nick, what I came to realize is that in part, this book sits on my nightstand and is just this sort of symbol of failure. Um, I've tried to read the book a bunch of times and, and every time I look at it, it makes me feel shame. And so the thing that is stopping me from doing this thing I want to do is a feeling of shame and really understanding that opened up all kinds of ideas for me. And I'm hopeful that I'll be able to get unstuck and really build in this practice of reading in Spanish that I genuinely do want to do. And so the obstacle to the task becomes the task. If you are stuck on something and you do not know how to overcome it, redirect your attention on figuring out what is causing that obstacle. And that will help you become unstuck. So lesson number five, the obstacle to the task becomes the task. And a quick review of my five big takeaways from this first season of Change On You, which is all about how to overcome obstacles to making change. Number one, language really matters. So think about the words that you are using. Number two, general advice is generally true. And you need to figure out how to apply it to your specific life and circumstances. Number three is that core values are an incredible tool for overcoming obstacles. Number four is that repetition of information creates new openings. And number five is the obstacle to the task becomes the task. I hope that this season, this episode, all of my wonderful conversations with experts from Refield have helped you think about any area of your work or life where you are feeling stuck and things you might be able to try to overcome those hurdles. Because I know feeling stuck, feeling like something's in the way when you have big goals and things to do can be really, really frustrating. My hope is that from this this season of the podcast offers some of the episodes that you have been, you first of all, you've had a good time, but you've been able to brainstorm some ideas to minimize the obstacles so that you can maximize your ability to make change. I cannot tell you what an honor it has been to do this podcast season. I am going to be back for a second season. I don't exactly know when, and I don't know what it's going to be about, but I really want to hear from you. So please reach out to me either on social media at Catherine Alonzo at underscore Catherine Alonzo or Catherine at CatherineAlonzo.com. I'd love to know which your favorite episodes were. I would also love to know what you want to hear more about in season two. I hope 
that you have a great day, evening, morning, wherever you are in the world. And I will see you back here next time.